I'm annoying the downstairs neighbors. Yeah. Okay. And myself, if I have to listen <laughs> to an episode. Me. me. <laughs> garbage film listen to us if you want to live this is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common and you don't need to enjoy just one or the other so we will take this week's movie and pair it with something artier or trashier in the hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite or at the very least are entertained i am one of your hosts nick and with me as always is the only person i'd trust to break me out of a state hospital Aaron is here. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Uh, good. You have a lot of misplaced faith in my ability to break someone out of a hospital, but I appreciate the sentiment. I'm in your hands. I hope that this never comes to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it does, you're boned. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. It's not going to go well. You're a real Sarah Connor figure to me, though. You're oh, just, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Like so, a mom. No, I, that's why I avoided saying it specifically <laughs> in the intro because I was like, it's, uh, it's the right. sentiment of the person, not the mother figure. I honestly was just happy you did not say the T1000 to your Terminator. Fair enough. It's <laughs> just saying that you can kick my ass in the intro. <laughs> I'm mean and stronger than you. <laughs> and liquid. And hmm. you might have guessed this week we're talking about a little movie called Terminator 2. <laughs> That'll be the whole thing. No, no clip. Just. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. They know its face. Stay here. I'll be back. They know its mission. But there's one thing they don't know. This time, there are two. Terminator 2, we're just... I feel like this is a classic catch it on cable and sit down and watch the rest of it for when you kind yes. of drop into it. This maybe. and the first Terminator, I'm almost positive my first times watching both of them mm. were like at a party with some people I don't know great mm. or like at a family function and it was just like, oh, I'm bored of this, go to the basement, turn on the TV. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. I thought you meant yes. like family reunion and you got like 80 people there like, let's throw on the Terminator. <laughs> it's a little classic. Family classic. No, you're right. But it's, it's you cobble it together over the course of a life and mm -hmm. then, yeah. Which I learned through us talking about this and leading up to this episode I don't think I have ever seen the theatrical version of this movie. Yeah, you you seemed shocked when I was like, oh, I forgot they put that in uh, yeah. as we were watching the director's cut. Yeah, we'll get into it a little bit, but like the version I know of Terminator 2 is a two hour and 35 minute movie. <laughs> Apparently most people know it as a two hour and 15 minute movie. Yeah. That's just, uh, that's just how I'm different. <laughs> I'm just built different. <laughs> Never saw the theatrical version. <laughs> and I'm made of liquid metal. Right. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I didn't say the full title. Oh, that's Judgment right. Day. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. so dramatic. Mm -hmm. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> I love that it does have a subtitle, though. Like, it's, it's yeah, Terminator and then Terminator 2, which you could have easily done. But Judgment no, Day. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. But I think that that's, the, like, for the franchise, it's all from there. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Yeah. Or Genesis. They get really into subtitle culture. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's the point at which to kind of branch off into video game territory as mm. well, like the accompanying video game. So you got to have some kind of like branding tie-in and blah blah blah. And there's the like the I is it Universal Fox, whatever, whoever owns this, the the 
It must be Universal. Roller coaster ride. I've been ride. to this. It's no. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a three D experience. Oh. You go and sit. It. You go into a building that's like Cyberdyne headquarters, and then you sit down, and someone starts to give you a Cyberdyne pitch, and then oh no, the machines are bad, and it's a three D thing you're oh. wearing, and so the pointy metal finger <gasps> knife comes right at you during part that's of scary. it. It's good. Mm. Correct, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just trying to pull the name. Battle Across Time or something like that? Oh, f- it's very no dramatic. idea. But okay. same thing, Terminator colon. Just got right into that subtitle True. subculture. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Judgment Day obviously is a rad title. Yes. But it doesn't really reflect the movie, per se. It reflects what Sarah Connor is kind of going through. That's for sure. And and the I will say the theatrical version does not focus nearly as much on her like mm. anxiety and terror about Judgment Day. Interesting. As as yeah, the the extended cut is. But it when you think about it it is like not yeah, in like four steps from now Judgment Day will be the main problem, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's the meme with the little brick and the yeah, big exactly, tall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terminator 2 colon and then yeah. 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 But I like it. It's it's dramatic, and I like that about James well, Cameron. He's a big drama queen. He is a big drama queen. I feel like James Cameron was the guy I always knew as, like, he has all his theatrical cuts, and then mm-hmm. he has his director's cuts that are all 20 minutes longer. Sure. And I think of all of his movies, I've only seen the 20-minute longer one. Like, yeah. <laughs> Aliens, I've only seen the 20-minute longer one. Right, The right. Abyss, uh, this. Oh, uh, yeah. I think the original Terminator has a similar kind of vibe as well i, could I be wrong, don't remember yeah. again i wouldn't know because i <laughs> yeah. have a hard time like that one especially i'm not sure i think mm. i've maybe seen it in its entirety once mm. and the rest was pieces on cable yeah fair enough yeah what about titanic is there a 20 minutes longer somehow cut of that i've never seen titanic i bet there is yeah yeah i okay. bet there is but yeah this is a uh, directed and written by james cameron also mm. written by william wisher who I don't oh, know much about, congrats. other than that's a cute name. That's a really cute name. I wish for a good screenplay. <laughs> Here comes William <laughs> to make your <laughs> dreams come true. I've got an evil robot for you. He's made of liquid metal. <laughs> what if he was a policeman? <laughs> uh, this is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, in case you weren't aware somehow. Uh, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, Edward Furlong, and Joe Morton. Mm, yes, that's I- right think it's film debut of robert patrick or at least starring role debut oh. for a film robert i think patrick. he's been in like supporting stuff or yeah. background stuff and but boy is he in this one he is extremely in this one to the point that where like i grew up with the x-files and to mm. the point that when i see him on the x-files still in my head i'm like that's yeah. the team of those <laughs> still yeah he got really pigeonholed i think for his career in this one, which is He's like... He's got a real, like, cold face, you know? It's it's just his cross to bear. Yeah, he does a, like... There's two things that I... This might be apocryphal, but I remember him, he, like, trained to not blink while shooting, which is, like, such a, like, people yeah. blink when they shoot. And no, he is... Oh, I believe that, because he really, like, he trained physically with the intent of looking like a machine and looking like he was not having human responses to things, right? Yeah, and he also, whenever he's running, he's like a a bird of prey where his head is stabilized. The head doesn't move at all. (laughs) So scary. I love it. It's great. This... This this is also the case for Steve Carell, but it's funny. I don't know if that, I don't know. What? No, no. Like when he runs in movies, it's just the head doesn't move. It's just oh, the okay. arms and the legs. I don't know, but it's it's the funny fl- uh, side of the coin. Right. I digress. There's the two opera masks, funny and scary. <laughs> yeah, Steve Carell and Robert Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, cute. And the music is by Brad Fidel, who I don't know from mm. anything but the Terminator franchise, but good okay. on him on making one of the most memorable rhythms in the world. Hell yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of anvils in your main themes of, like, major blockbusters. Yeah. This makes a good case more. for it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really got to be this movie and no other movie, I suppose, but... Terminator 1. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so he did, he he was right there from Terminator? Yeah, I think there was a thing of, like, he got... The weird contracts coming into Terminator 1 is that if there was a sequel, X number of cast had to and crew had to carry over oh. or something weird, where it was just okay. like, he's doing the music and nobody has a choice about it, <laughs> funnily <laughs> enough. Good for him. Because um, he's, like, a synthesizer guy, and sure. they wanted to do a bigger orchestrated oh. thing and they're like no he'll just it's fine he'll figure it out you just do that on mm. the keyboard uh and this is one of the reasons i know i wanted to talk about this is like i don't know a lot about special effecty stuff but mm. i know that like terminator 2 is kind of the one that made cgi happen sure in a big way i would believe that i mean i the only the only like you may be going into this but the the thing that i know about this in terms of movie history is mm. that james cameron was doing the abyss yeah and like if you've seen the abyss like it's it's it, it's clearly cg mm-hmm. not just from a like well water monsters don't exist but like <laughs> you know it's it's got that microsoft and carta cd-rom <laughs> CG it, look to it, you it know what I mean? It looks like a roughly year 2000s animated DVD menu. Yes, okay. yes, exactly. Yes, yes. This whole, yeah. The whole movie, The Abyss. <laughs> Either like abject terror. Mm. I hate the idea of drowning, so there's that. Or goofy ass CG. But... It still I, looks pretty good. I think it does it's look not, good. It doesn't ruin the movie, no. quite honestly. It's just like... Yep, that's what they had at the time, and then you can kind of move on. But I think he was like, okay, it's physically possible to put this on screen. Yeah. Let's build off that, yeah. and and went for it with T2. Yeah, that's my understanding as well, but T2 was more of a, like, let's try everything. Yeah. And if, like, the C- they had, like, redundancies, so like, oh, the CGI looks awful. Okay, we've already started on the model work in case we need to oh, resort to that. Like different types of effects yeah, as like backups. The first Terminator <laughs> has a bunch of claymation and right, green yeah. screen really heavy effects like that. So they're like, okay, if we can't make this liquid metal thing work, we at least we're gonna know. try this. And what they did was like anything that's a pure VFX shot, so like Robert Patrick on his own being VFX, yeah. they would shoot a blank hallway or a blank elevator or something like that, start the VFX work, and like before the cast had started getting to sets so that they had like oh. months to work on it, which is so great. So <laughs> that's, smart. Isn't that like the exact opposite of the way they do things now, which is yes. like shoot everything and then just dump it in a bag on the doorstep of the VFX studio, like do something with this. Yeah, but Cameron was like, it's kind of a miracle because what that did was okay we're locked into these are the scenes that have to happen Mm -hmm. so we'll shoot up to and then after that and hope that the middle looks okay like (laughs) so much pressure oh my god God. i would just uh, lose my mind um (laughs) the reason i want to mention all that off the top though is because i love the opening prologue it looks so good yes and there's not a cg bit in it at all it's all models all all puppets it's so great like the the initial terminator that you see i think is the only thing approaching Full scale. Everything else is scaled sure. down models. Which, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. They've clearly got, like, drones and stuff, which is very funny that just, like, the big, scary war drones, mm. that's how we ended up developing drones to look in real life. <laughs> it's just oh, no. like, oh, boy, guys. Couldn't go any other route is that, than is that murder machine. I don't know, oh. but it's, like, really <laughs> specifically that design of the, the horizontal turbines, yeah. right? Anyway, that's that's unbelievable. 
I, it's, it's so clean. I guess that's the benefit of having like practical effects, yeah. right? Like there's so many, this was such a like landmark in effects stuff that there's so yeah. many little featurettes you can watch all over the place. I feel like Lord of the Rings is the next big one that does, that right. has like all those behind the scenes <laughs> features. The movies are three discs and then the behind the scenes are 18 more discs. <laughs> But the they still like kept all the models and everything for for you know if we need to do reshoots if the CG stuff doesn't work yeah, and yeah. you see all the like the drones and everything on wires and the like the weird tank tread robot things right. that you only get a couple shots of but they're huge <laughs> but they work so good yeah, yeah it all looks so cool I love it extremely um, video game opening yes yeah. And you can tell, yeah, I'm amazed there isn't more Terminator video game stuff out there because it feels like <laughs> perfectly made for just like, okay, let's do a first person shooter in yep. Terminator. Maybe it's happened and I just missed it completely. I feel like there's a lot out there of just mm. like very middling video game experience. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> the, the thing I like a lot about this is that there's like the Sarah Connor doing the voiceover thing over oh, yeah. like shots of, oh no, this will come to pass. It's just the Lord of the Rings opening <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> like a classic uh, woman voiceover. Yeah. You know what's funny? I mentioned this offhand and I forgot that I put it in my notes is that the specifically Peter Jackson says that Terminator 2 was the major inspiration for how he approached effects work in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like he took James Cameron theories okay. and that's what Gull like Gollum came out the other side. Uh, and like the preparation of all of it and the design of all of it. Helm's Deep was a big thing. Oh god, about, yeah, I bet. Okay, if James Cameron did this for T2, let's try it scaled up to a million. Let's just scale it, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, like there's a reason that it feels yeah. like that. I feel like Peter Jackson is very <laughs> over it with his inspirational stuff to put it on screen that he's doing homages to and stuff. That's so cute. Yeah. Permanent link in my brain now. <laughs> <laughs> They're friends forever. Uh, I was going to mention that uh, this Earth Wasteland opening we get is 2029, so getting close. Right, Almost right, there. right. We've got six years, yep. seven years. Six yeah. and a half, yeah. Okay. So gotta get on it. Yep. Well, when was Judgment Day? It was 1995. Uh, seven. Ninety-seven. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We all remember. Of course. <laughs> You'll all recall when. Uh, yeah. We were all on those little miniature scale sets that they made with the nuclear weapons. <laughs> so it was a rough day. <laughs> James Cameron is not a subtle man. The like the credit sequence of just like the huge flames and the big metal door. <laughs> It's so this is what I mean great. when it says it feels like an arcade video game that you yes. would like play before you go to the movies. Yeah, it's got that level of graphic design, uh, just so over the top. I love it. It's so earnest. I oh, love yeah. how earnest it is. It's yeah. great. <laughs> and speaking of, he's not a subtle man. I it cracks me up every single time when we get the Arnie goes to the biker bar mm. stuff and just like. I, you gotta, like, okay, here, here's the thing is, <laughs> I hadn't seen Terminator 1, I know, before I saw Terminator 2. I was gonna talk Terminator. about this too. Yeah. Terminator. Terminator. Um, the newfie Terminator. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was supposed to be like, A oh switcheroo. fuck, this guy's back, yeah. oh shit. And you're supposed to think... That Robert Patrick is the one who was sent back to... Because she doesn't specify in the opening monologue, and it took me forever to realize all she says is they sent back two people. Yep. One to protect and one to kill. And the, the cop obviously is supposed to be... They never give any hint of it, like, as they're pursuing him. It's so funny. And so 
him going into the biker bar and like women checking him out and like he gets bad to the bone play he gets to wear the sunglasses where audience is just like what are you doing to this murderer why is this guy so cool I, I can't, this is one of those things of like, we can never feel the impact of Luke and your father or anything like yeah. that now in contemporary stuff, but it must have been so goddamn cool when you get to like the mall chase bit <laughs> and, hollering. and Arnold shouts, get down. That's and the start, first time, right? Because yeah. they're approaching him from opposite ends of the hallway and you're like, oh, thank God the cop is here. And then he says, get down and starts firing bullets into this guy. And you're like, what the fuck? And all of the... All of the interactions with Robert Patrick, like you get that opening with Schwarzenegger, and then mm-hmm. he's just following her around on a motorcycle, and you don't know. Yeah, he's stalking him yeah. for all intents and purposes. But right? you get to hear Robert Patrick talk, and every time he talks, there's like, oh, there's something uncanny about this. But it's very easy if you've seen the first one to be like, oh, when uh, Michael Bean comes back in the first one, he's not smooth. He's very bad at talking to people, so it's very easy to be like, yeah. oh, he's just... <laughs> oh, he's just goof. shell-shocked. Yeah. Like, he has PTSD or something. Well, like, I always think of uh, Michael Bean's character in the first one as, like, he is, he is like, a religious zealot, like, oh, pawn. Yeah, he true. is so, like, reverential towards these characters. He's like, like, oh, I'm gonna martyr myself. Yeah. Further. Yeah. That, like, of course you get this, like, short-cropped haircut weirdo who's just, like, <laughs> a, the equivalent of a Mormon, but for yeah. revolutions. <laughs> She's rolling up to the foster parents like, have you accepted Jesus into your life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, d- I never, I always forget that part. I, n- I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I just, I wish I could feel that impact. And yeah. also to tag on this, the bad to the bone drop is so stupid and funny. It's so funny. It, even if you're not like, why are you trying to make this serial killer look extremely cool? It is just a funny bit. One thing that's really cool, and I, I got to go back to watch First Terminator to make sure this checks out. So... Correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but when we see Arnold the first couple times, it's not a music, but there's just like an anvil synth sound effect oh. that uh, that's meant to be the Terminator theme or whatever sure. from the first one. That's okay. whenever he's stalking them, it's just like oh, I know, yeah, 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 like here. a vaguely machine-like yes. sound. And that's that, the stupidest phrase in the world, but I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That happens. When Arnie's on screen each time. So yeah. it is trying to convince you that he's the bad one. Yeah. And like he's got a leather jacket and a motorcycle. So of course he's bad. <laughs> he's killed a man. Or does he? Yeah, he kills a bunch of guys. Probably. Mains. That yeah, guy probably. with the uh, the griddle hands. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for that guy. Here's where I'm going to drop the stuff that I... This is why it works so... This like landed at such an important time. Like Terminator 2 is a big dumb action movie, yes. But sure. it was subversive on purpose. Like... The, in that Cameron way. <laughs> well, Cameron was like, yeah, the cops are bad people. Like, yeah. all cops are bad. He was one of the first big main ones to say it in the 90s. And, like, the this movie came out either two weeks before or after the L.A. riots started. After... It was two weeks after, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you got to find, <laughs> find a time to resonate with people. I just got a fun um, quote here from Cameron oh, please, on yeah. the making of and why specifically being asked, like, why did you make the bad guy a cop that's so interesting how did you think okay well here's the answer <laughs> cracks knuckles yeah <laughs> uh quote cops think all non-cops are less than they are stupid weak and evil whoa they dehumanize the people they are sworn to protect and desensitize themselves in order to do that job they are not James human cameron said that yeah he's, he's he said cops are not human yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay and here's where like jim 
I feel like I'm front-loading all the good shit on this episode. But, uh, <laughs> not going to top cops are not human. Yeah. Initially was like the initial drafts for the first Terminator. He wanted the Terminator to be this liquid metal monster. And it, okay. the special effects weren't there. So like, yeah. okay, next time. <laughs> they um, were still at like claymation. Yes. And no, it's thank you. real iffy even in that one. Um, but he needed to find a way to make it an actual character and not just a goo blob. Uh, yeah. And his whole thing with this is that... It's just, he doesn't care about the sci-fi shit. There's, there's a reason you get all that off the top, and then it's just kind of like, what's a soul? Why should we fight? Yeah. <laughs> it's about humanity's callousness to destroy itself in this way. And like, what better way to do that than make the bad guy a cop? A cop. The people that we pay to dehumanize yeah. other people. That's wild. I can't believe he said that. He like, said that in, in a press conference? Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> like, I mean, any other answer in 1992 LA is going to get you... Tarred and feathered, probably, yeah. so but good I, for him. Makes the rounds every once in a while. When people mm. ask him about him to this day, he's like, oh yeah, cops are <laughs> Are you guys still not sure why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird parallel because it is like, well, the cops are just defending themselves. Always this argument, right? It's They're just protecting the themselves. Quo. They're protecting. Yeah. yeah like the, but like literally at what cost? Like is, is your need to feel invincible more important than human life and i guess in both cases the answer is yes yeah crazy we'll kill a child to make sure that they stay in control yeah and that's wild oh see yeah. yeah exact perfect timing for this type of thing to land where it's this like huge blockbuster and it's like yeah, yeah the cops have infinite resources and they're stronger and more well-equipped and they <laughs> hate you yeah like on a weird personal level yeah. they hate you that's exactly this thing like they there is the robot not the robot t1000 there's two robots <laughs> the I robot uh evil robot has sure. to has this like he is separate from everyone and everything in yeah, this yeah and that's the way cops view themselves too like it's so one-to-one yeah. i honestly think the like humanity destroying itself stuff is so overt in all the nuclear holocaust talk that mm-hmm. occurs in this movie that this what i think is the much for today for like contemporarily now sure is the much more important thing cameron's trying to underline mm. is uh lost a little bit because you know it's pretty horrifying when you watch the nuclear holocaust happen in sarah connor's nightmares yeah that shit's grim yeah 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 so when we meet sarah connor i wanted to ask you this all the sarah connor stuff you said that in the theatrical version you don't see michael bean he doesn't appear in this movie i don't believe he does no i don't remember michael bean showing up it's just sarah connor is in this institution Mm. And you do see a bit of, I think it's abridged, but you see a bit of her, like, watching her, like, an episode she was having, for all they they know, and then being like, see, I'm much better now, and then goes right right into, like, I'm breaking out because they don't believe, I couldn't trick them. Oh, okay. So. Because, yeah, the version I'm used to seeing is this, like, thing of seeing what her day is like, (laughs) that she's having (laughs) these, like, nightmares and flashbacks, and she's seeing things, and... I love the Michael Bean cameo in this. It's so great. Yeah, do you love it? I it do. feels a bit weird to me because I'm not used to it, but mm. it I get it. I get the you have to have that little like that thread of human feeling for Sarah because yeah. otherwise it gets a little much. Yeah, she's like she's experiencing you know? PTSD and it plays out 100%, through this. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I feel like without these early scenes, you don't have that like She's not a that full grounded. human character. Right. <laughs> She's just cool as hell, yeah. but there's not much else. To, yeah. And, you know, it, it goes into a little bit, but it's clearly more about, like, um, Arnie and 
and uh, John. But yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I get it more now. I the extended cut feels like it should be subtitled Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know okay, yeah. that 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 does gel for me. Because I, I, it's interesting to hear you say that. Because to me, the main character of this movie is Sarah Connor. Not I mean, like the other two. intellectually, yeah. yes, but I think the the heart of it is. Is little boy and his robot friend, <laughs> which is a classic genre. Thank you very much. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's great. It it gives her a little more. I say more depth. She's she's honestly one of the like more interestingly explored characters in sci-fi to me. It, yeah. it in like where you have that sort of woman being tough character. Um, yeah, I mean like Ripley so and. Easily. Sarah Connor are tossed around for a reason. Like, they yeah. make so much sense and feel yeah. fully formed yeah. at all times. Yeah, And there's this real risk of, like, I guess for both, but especially for Sarah Connor where it's, like, her mother instincts kick. Like, no, mm. she just doesn't want the human race to die in nuclear fire. You Which, know what I mean? It's not about, like, yeah. my son. I am so glad you said that because the thing I noticed on this watch, so we have the, like... The big hospital escape, which is so great, and mm-hmm. the little moments like Robert Patrick oozing through the the, the gate, the gate, and his gun gets caught. So funny! It's I so love funny. it so much. This movie full of bits. Yeah, that's and <laughs> it is. Every single bit works. I love I it. I know. Uh, when they are driving away, and they've like literally shaken T one thousand off the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, he jumps forward to hug her. Oh and yeah! She looks like she's, she's, going, she's to. going for it, and that's why he leans in. But she pulls back his shirt, like, "Are you hurt? Where are you hurt? You're too important." And she goes into all yeah. that, and it's nothing about she's I not, like you as a person, my no. little child. Yeah, I'm glad you're safe because I love you. It's just like, oh, thank God the mission didn't fail. Yeah, and, and like he, he has such an emotional reaction, and I don't think I ever caught that underlying thing of he is a child and wants to save his mother. Yeah. And she wants to save the target. Yeah. Like it's it's more that really Yeah. I know there's such an interesting uh oh, there's so much like just interesting going ons between them. <laughs> Goings on? Goings on. I do like I I get the, you know, you have kid actors and you get what you get, yeah. but there are some moments where Edward Furlong is really fantastic in this and mm. I that's one of them in the car where he's you know, he's, it doesn't sound like it, but he is bragging about his mom to his yeah. friends. And like when he talks to about his like, robot. yeah, like, well, my mom's like a psycho and she, she like dragged me all around the world prepping for war and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he's clearly, he thinks that's so cool and he wants to be like her. But and he like, thought when she got locked up, he has that line about like, and then I found out that she was crazy. Right. And this is his like, he's suddenly like, oh, mom was right all along. I'm going to save her. And we're totally. going to have this huge yeah. reunion. It's like, no, she's just checking me for bullet wounds and doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah. I thought I would do like this big brave thing and be yeah. worthy of that, like, you know, that relationship again. And she couldn't give less of a fuck, yeah. which is just crazy. It's such a great, yeah, it's all bits, little emotional bits. Yep, turns out. Yeah. I really like that uh, you said James Cameron is not all that interested in the, like, sci-fi setup, because he's such a sci-fi type of, like, that's that's what he's kind of known for, right? Yeah, it's just, like, the tech side of things, and he's like, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> it is. I want to explore the world, you know? It feels almost, I was going to say MacGuffin-y, that's not right, but it feels like... He just says everything in the first act. Oh, like, yeah. Here yeah. it is. I'm just going to say it at you. And not, it's not going to be like, now let's move that forward. It'll just be like, let's explore what that means to yeah, the yeah, characters yeah, yeah. here. And then I guess it'll conclude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which technically is how sci-fi works. Yeah. 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 Which I like a lot. I the Going and watching this one, I feel like it's been a while since I've watched the first Terminator. I want to go watch yes. that one now. Yes. Yeah. 
Gotta see a young Arnold robot. <laughs> and a it. young Sarah Connor. And that's another thing that I, I feel like this is my first time watching it in a while, uh, most recently having watched the first one. Yeah. The transformation of Sarah Connor between the movies. Yeah. Because she is a damsel in distress in the first yeah. movie. And in this one, she's like fucking night sticking guys. And... <laughs> this is what I mean. I would never be able to break out of or into one of these places. I do not have the physical or mental fortitude to do it. Yeah, and like not only is she, she clearly has put on a lot of muscle for this role, oh, yeah. but she looks so comfortable handling all the weapons. And that's what I feel like gets missed sometimes mm. where it's like, okay, I, just for example, sake, the thing that comes to mind is so many Marvel things are like jacked actors yeah, yeah. and it's either cg'd in so you actor doesn't really get a chance to show but like they don't look comfortable with their armaments in the way that like right. sarah connor in this when she picks up the nightstick when she's breaking out i am scared for that yeah. guy yeah <laughs> that guy's going down she knows where to put that to hurt you yes gonna drano somebody in the neck oh like... god you're you're totally right where it's like this is her muscle is proportional to her body type. She is so small, but so wiry. She's like compact as hell. <laughs> yeah. And she's she's got the, you know, the look. And it does feel like this is muscle for a purpose, yeah. not for a look, you know? Well, even still, uh, you will know I'm related to a bodybuilder. Yes. And she looks like Sarah Connor. Like she was yeah. like a national bodybuilder. Yeah. And... They look almost identical. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's just so, like, effortless yeah. for Linda Hamilton. It's it's wild. She's so cool. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. <laughs> Linda, if you're free on Thursday when I am free, please call me for to hang out on Thursday when I'm free. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So I think, ex again, extended edition talks, all the stuff in the desert when they get out there, a mm. lot of that is new. Yes. That feels stuff, like a yeah. lot more building. It feels like Sarah Connor kind of comes out of nowhere in the theatrical cut, oh, where yeah? it's just like, oh, it's convenient that you just have a cache of weapons. But I think John talks a little bit more about her, like, South mm. American connections and, like, and she's clearly got a relationship with this family, like yeah. this guy who has this stash out in the desert. And, yeah, it's interesting. And the bit where they set old robot's friend to his, like, internal chip to... Yes. What is it called? It's on like read me mode and they have to put yeah. it to a writable thing. Is that, I, I should have checked. Is that extended? I don't think it's in the theatrical cut. Is, I don't have a great memory, but. That is such a pivotal moment for her specifically for yeah. me. Like that's literally, she doesn't have to put her trust in the machine entirely until this moment. Yes. And that's kind of like, okay, I'm deciding this is the change that she's making. And then yeah. it becomes all the surrogate fathery stuff that she goes into it afterward yeah. feels actually earned as opposed to she's just in there like, huh, he's kind of like a father. That robot's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair. The last time she saw him was, you know, murder times. And it's, it's really, yeah, the, her uncertainty and like the, the handing off of, of the, control of the situation from her to John is much more evident in this one. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's much more like, okay, I've done the best I can, sort of. <laughs> it's John's turn now, you know? Well, I think that the th mentioning that, like, he goes to hug her and she checks for bullet wounds, I feel like that arc ties off when she goes to try and eliminate Mr. Cyberdyne, Joe Morton. Right. Um, when... <laughs> Mr. Uh, Cyberdyne. 
<laughs> Please, my father's Mr. Cyberdyne. <laughs> Call me murderous robot. Uh, she's like sobbing on the floor and and John comes in and they like hug it out basically. That feels yeah. like that's the end of that thread that's left hanging yeah, for John. Like this is the like, okay, no, we're both human. We're both trying. Let's find a new way together kind of thing. Yeah. They talk a lot about the no future except what we make right before that. They talk a lot more about that, I think, in the extended than they do the theatrical cut. I love that shit. It's good. It's a good <laughs> thesis for this fucking movie. Yeah. 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 The, uh, I know that we've, it's been talked about to death, but I just love, it's so... It imperceptible unless you know it's happening. The that scene where they pull the chip out I was of his ask head. Ask if you knew about this part. I yeah. do know about this part, and it's so funny. She has a twin sister, yep. and there's a mirror shot where it's clearly a robot of Arnie being worked on, like an actual model of yeah. Arnold's head so it's being like... worked on by Linda, <laughs> and then Arnie in the mirror. Which isn't a mirror. On, yes, which is not a mirror. They've just cut a hole out of the wall. That shit blows my mind. That's my favorite thing about like learning about filmmaking, where they're just like, we just ran the film backwards. Or like, you know, whatever whatever little tricks. Yeah, like I know that watching it with a critical eye for the first time, so by that I mean as an adult, and being like, wow, I guess they carved a hole into Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> head for this shot. Like, wow, you really can't see the prosthetics where they're digging into his skull. Like, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> It's, it's great. so you, good. So that's one instance of twins. Do you know the other instance of twins in this movie? There's another cheat for a visual effects shot where it's just twins. It's not. Who does he double? The well, I, no, it must be it must be her and her sister again at the end where the T1000 is trying to no, but there's the, two of her. I think that that is twins. I'm not sure. Okay, I, that could be, but it's the same set of twins. There's a wholly different, unrelated to Linda. Oh, twins. is it the security guard? Yeah, right. When I was he, trying to remember who he doubles when he's the floor and then <laughs> yeah. becomes. Um, Which is so funny. Arnold is explaining to John, like Arnold and John. The robot's name is Arnold in my head. <laughs> He can't, you know, he can't shrink down. He can't become a gun. He can't do moving parts or chemicals or, and he has to be roughly the same volume. Like Mm -hmm. just that little, it wouldn't be as scary if he was A, just a goo guy and (laughs) B, who could just break all the laws of physics. Like it wouldn't be, you know. I'm just having a thought. What? Is Gooigi a T-1000? (laughs) That's not a thought. You're not having a thought. You're having a stroke. (laughs) But uh, here's what, he he becomes a floor. He takes this whole mass and becomes a floor. Yeah, the that's such guard. a clever worker. Uh, I fucking love that because he has to touch whoever he wants yeah. to sample, and he has to be yeah. roughly the same physical volume. So yeah. just spread yourself out real thin on yeah. the floor. I love it. Which is great. And uh, okay. those two Twin names, I don't remember the last name, but it's Don and Dan. Dan and Don. <laughs> so cute. Of course it is. Twins. I like that. Well, good on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so funny. Yeah. So we have the oh yeah so we get through joe morton mr cyberdyne i forget his name <laughs> uh miles miles yeah miles dyson That's yeah nice. yes which is a vacuum not a system of ai networks <laughs> i i think there's a little more of him in the in the extended edition that too, i but, do know that yeah. i know that like I think that in the theatrical, this scene is the first time you're seeing him at home. Sure. You've seen him at work before, maybe? They have. They do unlock the the arm that was left over. Yeah, the chip in the hand. Yeah. Yeah. That is a much more, like, James Cameron-y bit oh, in time. the extended... Because it is. it goes from Sarah Connor going, like, you know, oh, no, no, it's her therapist being like, 
What, mm. you think there was a killer robot and the company just covered it up? And then you cut directly to, we got to sign out the part of the killer robot that we covered up. <laughs> Don't say killer robot, Very we're trying funny. to cover that up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good bit. It's not subtle, it's the James Cameron way. And it's so, like, the that office building is, like, set up like such a James Cameron set that, like, yeah. the blue lighting that he loves yes, to use. Yes, he loves it. And I mean, it looks fucking great, so yeah. I can't. Can't argue with that. Good at lighting, yeah. yeah. One thing I really like, yes, one thing I really like as Sarah is closing in on the Dyson home is Mm. that Terminator hunting music starts to play or that noise. And it really like you can't see her eyes. She's wearing the same shades as the T-1000 is wearing. She's all kitted out like she's got, you know, she's covered in guns and weapons and just like she... You can't see anything human about her, and the, and the noise is playing, and it's like that—that yeah, that is what Miles is feeling. Yeah. is that there's some fucking killing machine coming to get him. And it's so long since we've seen the T1000, yeah. and it's still so long again since we see him. But like, it's the it, humanity's callousness towards each other for start their becoming yeah. what you are trying to fight. Yeah, yeah. it's a really good bit because that is, I think, when she breaks down is when you know, because John manages to make it in. Yep. And that's well, she when breaks she's down like, even oh, before. Fuck. No, no, no. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But she she can't do it, and then she has this like emotional collapse, and yeah. and I think that is where she's like, no, there has to be, you know, just not the broadest fucking message in the world, but like there has to be something to fight for, yeah. and this is not it. You can't achieve these things the way I'm doing it. <laughs> so the following that, some of the stuff is so funny to me here, where they they explain to Miles Dyson, like, so you caused the end of humanity, and yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this. You know a bit I really like <laughs> is uh, when <laughs> they're, they're about to be like, okay, we're about we're gonna explain this to you. Um, John, do you want to take uh, the kid to his room? He's like, "Yep, yeah, show me your room. We have to leave right now because some shit is gonna go down." He hands uh, the robot a knife. He's like, yeah. "Show them." Like, show. how does he know what that means? Did they rehearse this? What they... <laughs> you know they did. This kid is twelve. The coolest shit in the world that's ever happened to him is happening right now. Yes. He's like, "Okay, if we ever have to, pre- if we have to like really like lay it down, <laughs> here's what we're gonna do." But yes. I also love in that that like at some point. Uh, Sarah Connor starts going into her like really intense like you knew what you were doing how could you not know and John's just like mom 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 stop mom look at me here mom (laughs) shut up dial it dial it back a little bit like okay I know that you have a mental illness (laughs) caused by time travel (laughs) oh yeah yeah sexually transmitted time travel madness (laughs) as they say Tachyons in Star Trek? <laughs> um, yes. Or am I thinking of Futurama? Chronotons. Anyway. <laughs> okay, jumping all over the And place. we're back. We're back. Uh, we get into the break into the lab. We start destroying everything. Arnie gets his minigun. We go through all that stuff. It's very excellent. It's really... I don't know if I'm just making up a guy to get mad at, but mm. it feels unusual to me that Miles... Because he's been set up to be this, like, not fanatical, but whatever's just below that. Like, he's neglecting his family to work on this project. Like, for all intents and purposes, this project is really his life. That he immediately is like, oh, obviously we can't have this anymore. They kind of kill everything. A little bit. That if Arnie had not ripped off his skin to show a robot (laughs) hand, if not for that, that's what does it, I feel like. You think? (laughs) If not for that, he'd just be like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, it's probably fine though, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they no, yeah. Actually, his wife does the like. Well, it's changed now. You told him, so he's not gonna right. do it. No. Mm-hmm. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I think you know. I I think in 
I, we love doing this, but in a lesser movie <laughs> or in a like less, I don't know, consistent movie. Yeah. The guy would have been like, I'm sorry, it's too important. I can't destroy it. Like I'll, I'll be, yes. you know, fallible humanity would, would be the, the thing here of like, I, I'm smart and strong enough not to let this happen. Mm. And he could easily become the new, like B plot antagonist. Yeah. But I see that. no dice. Because yeah, it, it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't feel like the T-1000 is gone that long until he shows up yeah. here in this assault because <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good Our cop friend. But he's got an aviator since then. And yeah. all, there's so many reflection of flames shots. So cool and unsubtle. <laughs> I love Not it. So <laughs> Amazing. Our anime shots of this <laughs> yes, anime metal cop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he leans fully into being a goo man to get into the helicopter. Yeah, he gets creative it. with it. I, yeah. I like this uh, this this robot. <laughs> and then we get the what I think of as still one of the best car chases. Like I, oh I'm God. not a big car chase guy, but yeah. like this is most of it's the helicopter stunts. Like it's, it's, it's a helicopter chase. Terrifying. Oh and my God. Most of that they just did for real. Like yeah. that's not movie magic. That's just, well, I mean this and like, this is arguably more impressive than the, I forget what you got, like the canal chase with yeah. the truck and the motorcycle. Which is supremely cool. Oh, it's, in, it's just it's so fucking cool. But there, there were a lot of like, there were wire works and there were stunts yeah. and there were this, that like, you know, so nobody would die. <laughs> and in this, I don't think they thought about that. It was just, okay, do you think we can get that helicopter <laughs> you think the helicopter there, can, yeah. the overpass? And there's a shot that looks like they're going to try to go under yeah, and then they oh veer off at the last second. That's then they go wild. over instead. It's, I... You know that stunt in, I forget which Buster Keaton movie, but where the side of the house falls him on him and he goes yeah. through the window by accident? Steamboat Bale Jr. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all of the crew had to, like, close their eyes watching it because they were like, I don't want to see him die. Yeah. I feel like maybe a lot of the camera operators in this were like, I can't watch. I can't do it. That this. feels like a, okay, James Cameron, you shoot this because I'm not I'm washing my I'm hands. hands <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to literally stand by and watch this happen. Yeah. God, it is, it is nuts. Like, I don't know a thing that equals it in terms of, I mean, there's sheer not... Balls. Sheer balls. There's not a lot of movies that do a helicopter on a highway stunt. <laughs> I'm sure somewhere in the Fast and Furious franchise there's yeah, probably the something s- like this, but it, it'd be more CG maybe by that time. But I uh, know I think they did a lot of practical stuff. Like yeah. maybe that is the thing that unseats it in my mind. Mm. But for now, this is the reigning champ of a helicopter chasing a car. There's nothing that comes <laughs> In that close. category, boy howdy. So we get that. We get the very cool, uh, he gets frozen. and That's such a great bit. So great. Yeah. I think there's a, based on the featurettes I watched, a lot of the fight that happens, or not even fight, a lot of the showing the T-1000's like haywiring where he like puts yeah. his hand on a railing and it turns like the railing's color and yeah. he has to like shake it off. That's all extended stuff, I think. I think that's right. Which is insane to me because that, that's the thing that sets up how his feet are fucked up at the, yeah. <laughs> that we see that it's the wrong Sarah Connor. Like, yep. that one, there's only a couple seconds of those insert shots that it feels like, why wouldn't you have those in there? It's wild to cut them out. Honestly, as you're watching them, they feel a little like jokes, a little, where he like, you're right, he puts his hand on the railing and it's a safety railing and it's white and black, or yellow and black striped. And mm. he looks at it and kind of goes, buh, and like, <laughs> 
and shakes it and then it goes away. It feels kind of like, okay, we can lose this moment. But oh, no, I, yeah. I totally agree. I do yeah. agree. I, I could just see someone looking at that and going like, we can't have like funny shit going on right now in the mortal peril time. Because I feel I like, yeah, I feel like without that, the ending's not, not earned isn't the right word, but it doesn't make sense. As even. much sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, but, it's so oh, great. And like, it's, it's obviously, obviously this would happen. You melted and reconstituted. Like, this isn't supposed to happen to you. Yeah. And he's a Gooigi, so he's going to be like drippy. <laughs> you got to stop saying Gooigi. I'm and just also glad drippy. I... <laughs> just stop. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't think of the Gooigi thing until now because <laughs> it would have ruined watching the movie for me. So. <laughs> Your brain is different. My brain is mostly Gooigi. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. I really hope anybody listening to this knows who Gooigi is. Please go, yeah. You're going to have to spell it in just so that everyone knows what to Google to not be led astray. G-U-I-G-I? Is it just Luigi with the, with the John yeah, Civilla? Yeah, let's say yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway, tangent aside. Completed. Yeah, everything wraps up in a nice little package. We throw our remaining... Um, initial bad Arnie arm and chip in and good army arm and body and Arnie chip arm. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, a very sad parting moment. You can't separate a boy from his giant robot. <laughs> it's always sad. Yeah. I'm really just thinking of the Iron Giant. I can't think of another time that's sad other than this. Uh, anything else that comes to mind is more like a boy and his dog movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's a boy and a robot dog? That probably exists somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. Just like Futurama again. Yeah. Guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Thumbs up for the ages, and away we go. Yes, I love it. <laughs> again, just a, a lot of like cute bits where it is. The premise is so silly that you have like an eleven-year-old boy carting around a murder robot. You've got to make it, you know, all of the to him teaching him obnoxious 90s catchphrases and teaching him how to smile is an all-timer oh. arnie bit for me like his <laughs> face trying to smile is one of the funniest funniest things for me so of all time good. it's like, a good like it's not that he even he like mimics john exactly he looks at someone smiling and like analyzes it with his computer brain and like no never gonna happen <laughs> it's all yeah you can't you can't mimic the human experience baby Gotta feel it or whatever yeah yeah it's good. What do you think he means by I know now why you cry at the end? I think he's feeling... He's he, feeling He's sad? learned to feel the pain that John oh. is feeling and he can't express it. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That Yeah, it's That's so much sadder than I... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you just meant like, oh, I understand now. Like, you've been through a lot and like why you cry. Yeah, I feel like it, it's either I've been with you long enough that I understand how painful this is for you yes. or... I'm I've, feeling the pain. Yeah, I've, like, caught feelings from you, and I'm feeling that same thing, but I'm not set up to <laughs> cry. <laughs> Can't do it. Don't Sorry. got tear ducts. My bad. This is one of those movies that anytime I revisit it, it's always better than I remember it being. Because <laughs> yeah. in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's a big, dumb action movie. Like, no, it's a big, dumb action movie that makes some pretty good points. <laughs> Both internally and externally, yes. Another James Cameron quote here for you. Quote, it's the most violent anti-war movie of all time. <laughs> Which probably isn't true. That's not true. But maybe mainstream Hollywood. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Buddy, Apocalypse Now exists. I'm not oh. sure you can... <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, buddy? Mm. Read one book. But I appreciate the sentiment. I do. A movie with a famous extended edition. It's great. Yeah. Like what... you said, just such a foundational like well, piece the... of cinema. What you were saying about before, but like Abyss, they tried out CGI stuff. T2, they're like, okay, it works. Like literally you don't get Jurassic Park without this movie. 
Do you think? Literally, yeah. It's oh. the people that worked on this use this to work on Jurassic Park. Oh. Like the stuff that they figured out on this okay. gets transferred to Jurassic Park. Is Stan Winston involved in T2? Yeah, he's the main guy. Oh, well that, yep. yep. Okay, that He's tracks. the main makeup and like he was the overseeing everything. So, okay, yeah. okay. But that like everybody's, I feel like after Jurassic Park is when CGI stuff becomes the mainstream kind of thing. But Maybe, it's literally yeah. Abyss, Terminator 2, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park is the way that it winds up going. Which That's I so weird. I always think of this movie occurring at the same time as Jurassic Park. But no, it's like nearly three years earlier. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Because Jurassic Park's end of 93. This is yeah. beginning of 91, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's wild. It is wild stuff. The 90s are a real grab bag, but this is, yeah. It's, it is just so funny to think of, like, movie making in that sort of organic way. Mm. Where, you know, there's a bunch of little, like primordial ooze pools <laughs> but only a couple of them are going to spawn the necessary thing to like move to the next step you know what i mean like how yeah. many how many failed fucking abysses are there out there a lot a lot specifically of the undersea peril stuff so many why is that the big one why were we so into this in like the <laughs> mid 80s yeah. i just finished reading sphere so i suppose <laughs> this is on my mind yeah but, like, it really is Jeez. we fucking loved it i mean i like just we had the tools at that time to and I go think under it was we were finding a lot of undersea stuff at the time and then as we all know in 1991 we met so many time travelers so we had to make this movie right of course yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny yeah congrats stan winston on being the goat once again yeah big time he yeah it, he's in a lot of the behind the scenes featurette stuff oh, and yeah? he talks about the reason that this movie works and a lot of cgi forward other movies don't work is that the first is that like the cgi is part of the storyboarding process and the design yes. which is going to vary by mileage or whatever but stan winston said specifically that it's about the fact that cameron would have various styles in mind it wasn't just okay we'll just green screen this okay well it'd oh. be like no let's let's make this scene happen with miniatures prosthetics puppetry and like there's a few shots that have cg puppetry prosthetics and models in them simultaneously yeah. and like uh, Best to example have is the nuclear holocaust stuff. That is the combination oh, of all of that. Oh, sure. Yeah. That that tracks, yeah. 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 I mean, it, use, like, just use, play to your strengths. Like, do whatever is going to make the... Th thing you have in mind look best use that and if it's gonna be like in you know this second it's <laughs> cg the next second it has to be a puppet or vice versa or whatever yeah yeah just use it whatever works best and it's having the tools available and knowing how to use them i think yeah, is the yeah. problem yeah yeah imagining it from the get-go when you're storyboarding i'd yeah. imagine helps so much did this come on in under budget I could not tell you. Oh, okay. Into that stuff. I'm more, the more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, there's no way. There's no fucking <laughs> I way. I do know it was the most expensive movie made at the time Ooh. it was made. So that much okay. I can tell you. Yeah. All right. So 91, T2, landmark. We spent a lot of money. <laughs> and you can see it all. It's all on the screen. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so uh, I didn't do much research this week because T2 is everywhere, learning about <laughs> apparel and all that. Uh, so I wanted to do uh, bring back another segment from a previous episode we talked about in our Tremors episode. Uh, so this is the segment that I like to call Graboid onto these facts. Um, has <laughs> not no, related. Not related at all, but I, I can't think of another name. <laughs> this is just, here's some fun franchise trivia. Okay. Because franchises go crazy directions if you don't have the context for it. So. <laughs> all right. This is Yay, about the segment. Terminator franchise. Okay. Uh, so to start out with, which of the follow, which, who, that's the word I want, who <laughs> of the following 
does not portray Skynet as a physical avatar in a Terminator film. Okay. So these are all after this. So you, I should say... Oh, I see, I see. You and I have only seen Terminators 1 and 2, I think, right? Pretty confident that's true. <laughs> or have forgotten the Yeah, <laughs> either way. So... Yes, yeah. this is this is all stuff you don't know. Okay, all uh, right. <laughs> so, which who of the following here does not appear as physical avatar of Skynet? Okay. A. Matt Smith, Doctor Who himself. B. Helena Bottom Carter. Helena Bonham. I said Helena Bottom Carter. Nope. It's <laughs> British. Helena Bottom Carter. Okay. Or C. Michael Ironside. Two of these have been Skynet. Oh my god! <laughs> Even any combination. I guess Michael Ironside wouldn't be that weird. <laughs> to see as like a robot? Oh my god, it's got I- he's got iron in his name. <laughs> That's a big part of the casting process. Yeah, not gonna lie, it's really influencing <laughs> my vote. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you who's in what afterwards. Okay, so all I'll right. Ground that for you. I'm gonna guess Helena Bonham Carter because I would th- I think it'd be weird if there was a British robot. <laughs> Okay. We can have C-3PO and that's it. We're, it's done. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, you are oh, incorrect. No. Oh, God. They made a British robot. No. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter is a, a Skynet in Terminator Genesis because she plays another human character and Skynet's like, oh, they will trust this face. I will turn into this face to speak to them. Oh. So one of those kind of deals. Okay. All right. And I don't know what his deal is, but Matt Smith is trying, uh, Skynet in Terminator Salvation. What the fuck? Yep. All right. Uh, Michael Ironside does appear in the Terminator franchise. He's General Ashdown in Terminator Salvation, who runs humanity's military from a submarine. (laughs) We went some directions with this franchise, (laughs) huh? Uh, I get it with Matt Smith. He's got a weird face. It's uncanny. Yeah. 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 A little uncanny. And he can be really mustache twirly, I feel like. (laughs) He could could turn that on. I could see. Yeah. I, there was news going around like maybe 10 years ago that he was going to be cast in the American Psycho musical. Or maybe he was. Sorry. that I can see you take psychic damage from that sentence. And I was like, that's so weird. And then I thought about it for five seconds. And I was like, no, I see it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question the second. True or false? In the TV series, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, mm. uh, there's a Terminator known, named Cromarty. That much is true. Is okay. it true or false that this occurs to him? He is beheaded and then rebuilt and goes through a face-off style surgery where he takes the, in the Terminator universe, actor's George Laszlo's face, who is played by Garrett Dillahunt. (laughs) Garrett Dillahunt, once again, in a double role. (laughs) True or false? This is just Oh, true or false. It's too specific to be false, Yeah, it's true. I mostly just wanted to bring this up because in classic (laughs) Dillahunt style, he plays a third role in this episode. Or he plays the voice of an AI program. <laughs> Garrett Dillahunt Thank playing you, in Dillahunt. numerous roles on TV series. <laughs> That's great. I'm waiting for the Deadwood Genesis crossover. Uh, oh, boy. Question the third. And this one's about Terminator 3. Okay. That was an accident. Neat. Uh, in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, a deleted comedy scene reveals the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger bot, mm-hmm. that version of the Terminator. His physical appearance is modeled after a real-life human, Sergeant William Candy, played by Schwarzenegger. Sure. But not his voice. Uh-oh. Which of the following is true in the universe canon? Okay. William Candy lost his tongue in combat, and so the T-800's voice is provided by Skynet's mascot, the hyper-violent Mr. Robot. <sighs> That's A. <laughs> That's all one thing. B. 
William Candy has a voice-cracking cartoonish southern accent, and his voice is replaced by a wiener executive who has the Arnie voice. Okay. Or C, according in canon to Vogue magazine, the voice that humanity finds the most menacing belongs to movie celebrity Arnold Schwarzenegger. So Skynet uh, does a deep fake of his voice for all the robots. Oh my god. A, B, or C. Let me know if you need to repeat any of those. So the first one is that his tongue was cut out. And a mascot named Mr. Robot right, right, is the voice. Right. This... B is that he had a southern accent, and so they were like, this won't do. Yeah. I feel like it's not that one because a wiener executive doesn't sound like that. Okay. To me. Right. Or the robots, knew, they pulled an Ocean's 12, and they were like, you know who would scare them? Arnold, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and I will remind you, this is a comedy scene. It's meant to be played oh! for laughs. Oh, fuck. Well, now I want it to be that one. Is it C? <laughs> it is B. It is B. Yeah, he oh has the goofy-ass, like, picture uh... a cartoon sheriff whose pants keep falling down. Like, that level of <laughs> southern charm coming off of him. Like the hyper chicken lawyer? This is the yes. Futurama episode, yes. apparently, yeah. And there's okay. a weird executive who's silent the whole time, and they just keep going, we can't <laughs> use that voice. What are we going to do? And it's and then, dubbed by Arnie, yeah. and he, it's a, we'll fix it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chief Master Sergeant William Candy. I was honored to be selected by CRS in the ongoing effort to save American lives. I don't know about that accent. We can fix it. <laughs> and then they cut to mega violence. <laughs> That's a wild choice to film. I'm glad it was deleted. I'm a not. <laughs> I think it deserves to be canon. I'm pro the comedy scene. Oh, boy. And final question. In uh, Terminator 1, there is a deleted scene right at the end that reveals that the factory where they kill the Terminator belongs to Cyberdyne Systems. There's like a pan up and it's like oh, right, Sarah sure. Connor out of there and it pans up and like Cyberdyne and it gives like, gur, 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 right, like yeah. oh gosh. Oh no. <laughs> um, it was cut though specifically with a specific intent not to do with the usual our movies long or whatever. Sure. It was like they filmed it it was done and they're like meh. Okay. Was it because, A, it was so poorly acted that they refused to put it on screen? Okay. B, someone is prominently drinking a Coke and they couldn't get legal clearance? C, it closed off sequel possibilities through the dialogue? Or D, you can see Schwarzenegger on screen, not realizing he's on camera eating a hamburger? <laughs> I feel like you made up the hamburger one. <laughs> but God, what an image. <laughs> Just... Slobbly yeah, I, I'm imagining like a sloppy joke. Yeah. yeah, he's eating chili and it's dribbling out of his mouth. Like, why did we see that? <laughs> oh man, is it the Coke one? That's... I'm guessing the Coke one. Okay, go B. with the Coke one. Yeah, it's because it was so poorly acted no. that they didn't think they could include. Really, it was like this sucks. Wow, you don't want the last thing people see to be exactly. this bullshit fucking. Okay, because it was gonna be two Cyberdyne guys in the factory poking sure. around and like they get the chip and you see them take the yeah. chip and they're kind of like going like hush 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 and there's cops around and they're like hey don't touch evidence they're like well I didn't touch anything officer and they like the guy stealing the chip looks to his buddy and he's like man this is like more advanced than anything I've seen in my whole life oh my God. and then <laughs> it cuts to Sarah Connor going into an ambulance outside and it heads yeah. up to Cyberdyne and that's the end sure what's that microcomputer chassis but I never saw stuff like that anywhere weird so it's 
a great Oof. ending, I feel like, of just like, ooh, time travel, that, paradox, yeah. not paradox. But they couldn't include it because, like, these fucking goobers <laughs> over here. Oh, man. Imagine being those two guys. I and know. And being like, we're the reason this movie couldn't end the way they wanted it to. And, like, Brutal. it was such a small production, the first one, and such right. a small budget that, like, yeah. they had to get who they could I was, get. Yeah, I was going to say, and they don't they don't have time for reshoots, I'm assuming. I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer! Yeah. And that's another uh, say, uh, time of Graboid onto these facts. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, Thank you for your brain. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed this. Oh my god. We really wanted Helena Bonham Carter in every single movie for a bit there, didn't we? Yeah, it was a real sign of the times. Yeah, yeah. 2003 through 2007 was like yep, the feel... danger zone for, yeah. yeah. She's a great actress. It's just a lot. Yeah. And Matt Smith is coming right off Doctor Who when yeah, he's in as sure. Skynet in that one too. So yeah, yeah, so he's trying to like find his footing a little bit. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. <laughs> so I hope Southern you've learned. Accent. I hope you've learned a lot about the Terminator franchise uh, and a little bit than, about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> more than I wanted to about the first thing, and maybe more than I wanted to about the second. Well, thing. Well, you learned your biases of you don't want there to be British robots. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's true. I'll have to take that away and examine <laughs> that. Yeah. Do some serious listening and learning. I'm sorry to the British robot community. <laughs> C three POs everywhere. We apologize. <laughs> um, they can't get mad at me. What are they going to do? Little wieners. <laughs> Simply isn't done. <laughs> Uh, I would love to hear your final takeaways on this here landmark movie. Yes. Well, I, I'm going to go with my initial shock, which is that the realization of this is supposed to, uh, just not the shock, but the, how deftly it takes something that's such a strong, like outing Mm. where you're like, this is the tone of the movie. Arnold, Arnold is coming to kill you. Wouldn't it be scary if someone as unstoppable as this guy was coming (laughs) to kill you? Like very strong premise resonates a lot and completely 180 it. Uh, and just having to deal with like mostly the emotional fallout of that and, Mm. and all the like built up, Sarah has PTSD in this case and like all the built up stuff around that and then just coming back to it after these years and being like oh I have to completely readapt and like I'm not sure I can because this was such a like an emotional stamp on me Mm. anyway and just her having to kind of you know get used to that but just the the way it handles this you've established this guy as such a villain yeah and that their relationship is this thing where she's being hunted by him and and suddenly there's other stuff in the mix and it's more complex <laughs> and then there's like a bigger bad and and just how amazingly i'm realizing in this with this watch through how amazingly it handles that reversal and mm. putting him just slotting him into the good guy yeah it really is you know. so goddamn deftly done like i not even Amazing. knowing the general setup and not having seen the first terminator and watching this movie when she is running screaming from him yeah because of the yellow, like that is you can feel her terror yeah like it she sells that so hard little hamlet that's so just, good she's so good just magnificent especially in the extended bits oh mm. mwah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so just take and and just like it's it's so it's such a perfect continuation of something that mm. if it had just been a straight sequel of the same shit happening, it's just like, oh yeah, he's still scary. Yep, like it's it's strong, <laughs> but but would it, you know, and it managed to build on this yeah. in such an amazing way that kind of like T2 I think is the one that people prefer I in think generally. Yeah. yeah. Um which I think is cool. 
so yeah, that's that's my final thoughts on it. It's just Sweet. like all of the, you know, obviously it's like fantastic effects and like craft and production and, and all of the crazy cool stuff that happens when you're making a movie on this scale and mm. uh, just th- that they managed to move the franchise forward like that is yeah. un- almost unbelievable. Oh, especially you look at, there are too many sad sequel stories. Totally. That this is such a like, and they've been reaching for that same goal uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to just get anywhere close there's to that. no <laughs> way lightning was gonna strike more than twice here yeah. but yeah yeah i mean this is held up as such an example of like when you think of a sequel that's arguably better than it's than it's uh original it's not only i feel like it's that but it's also that is so different from yeah. its original which is such a fine line to yeah. walk yeah but i mean he great. did it with alien and aliens too so he's he's the guy uh, yes. two for two yes true he did it with front. aliens yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's my final thought on this very cool movie wonderful well for me i know that i saw this a lot when i was younger just in the cut up cable right stuff uh, and it was just like, oh, it's that big action movie. But I enjoy, as an adult now, coming back and seeing what I thought as just a fun mainstream action movie. And it's not, oh, cool, evil robots. Now it's, cool, check out the hypocritical, repressive parts of humanity causing it to self-destruct. Yeah! <laughs> like, it it just... it. He is so good. When James Cameron is good, he is so good at just making you not even question how his movies are correct you know yeah yeah like, no i get it it doesn't it doesn't feel political it just feels like reality you know i think he's too much of a dumb guy <laughs> to have this like self-importance about his own ideas he just likes you know? gear and stuff yeah so he's just like and also cops aren't human but i mostly yeah. care about a liquid goo man but i think we can all agree <laughs> cops are not people <laughs> that's so funny Fantastic. yeah well uh let's take those thoughts then and <laughs> like a Build. goo man becoming something else entirely. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least you didn't say gooey this time. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid it. Now. I know. Uh, let's double build this. And uh, I wish for you to tell me about your double bill to start us out here. Oh, thank you. Wish granted. I am going to double bill it with another sequel nice. that very much builds on the first one. Okay. It is about as opposite in tone as you could get from Terminator 2, but... <laughs> It's got that uh, that same energy of like, okay, yeah, the first one was like a very clear tone and just it's very much its own thing. What can you do with this type of setup for a sequel? Okay. Um, and it does it marvelously. <laughs> arguably, you know, depending on your preference, arguably better than, than the first one. Mm. It's arguable. But <laughs> um, just making you like continue to care about the characters right. in that same way, I feel like. So I'm going to pair this with the 2004 Richard Linklater sequel, Before Sunset. <laughs> Possibly on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum of what movies are and can be nice but that's very funny (laughs) thank you the the premise being that before sunrise is the first one and it's two you know people in their early 20s or whatever meet on the train and just happen to be like oh okay let's hang out for the day and they become very uh romantically linked to each other Mm -hmm. and it's really quiet and like a just soft, gentle movie. And yeah. it's just them walking around and and waiting for for the train. Like they, one of them has to leave before sunrise, and that's it. And much like Terminator One, that one is yeah the establishing of a love story. Yeah, last forever. Through the ages. Yeah. yeah, and then this, and it ends with them just like 
not exchanging info, but being like, we'll meet back here in a year or whatever it is. And then you open on the, the sequel. The, none of that has happened. <laughs> Life has gone a very different direction than they mm. thought. And, but they happen, you know, sort of by chance to meet again. And it's sort of this, like, can we pick up these pieces again and build on what we had? And or there's is a lot it... of, like, what's my trauma? I'm thinking yeah. of Sarah Connor mapping No, on very there, much. Like, like, you've had so many years to sit and stew about these things. Mm. And, like, it was, like, a life-changing romance for both of them. But after 10 years or whatever it is, it just, mm. you have to get on with your life. And, you know, Sarah Connor has not done that. And yeah. she's, you know, right to do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just her... Her finally being free and, like, uh, you know, seeing the guy who tried to murder her. Like, you know, it's not a one-to-one, but <laughs> the guy who changed her life. There you go. <laughs> who changed the path of her life. You no, know, exactly, you go, yeah. yeah. And, just, and, and more broadly, like, the sequel of how do you build on something that was such a specific and, like, self-contained, mm-hmm. you know, tonal thing little story it's not trying to reinvent nor change the thing that happened no it's just a very logical like next step in the Mm. in the conversation and yeah and we we love our leads in before in the before trilogy and it's ethan hawk and julie delpy and i really love julie delpy and uh linda hamilton's characters both they're just like Mm. they're just they say what they mean <laughs> and they're they're not really uh interested in taking shit from anybody which yeah. is a lot of fun it's my favorite of the before trilogy so i like that you plugged it in here yeah it's there just you nice go. to think about yes <laughs> it's just uh, cute it's cute <laughs> so very different but honestly it has that like same quality where you kind of the the time passes so quickly as you're watching it yeah. both t2 and before <laughs> sunset it, it really is a like you become very invested immediately you know and i i do feel like the, there is a bit in both of those about lost time losing time yeah. we have to make up for time there's not enough time like it's all very front and center you're thinking about it all the, the yeah time. <laughs> it's it, it's someone with a ticking clock and like mm-hmm. sarah connor has this literal judgment day like apocalypse she's like i'm i'm just one person like how do i make things right yeah you know and so all of her actions are this like i'm trying to fix things i'm trying to like set things up so that they run smoothly again mm-hmm. and it's the same with these characters where it's like well i blew my chance like before but now, okay now i now i can do it right like yeah ah, can you it's is it too far gone now you know they're having their own personal nuclear holocaust <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think every time I watch it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely have a meltdown, so that's... <laughs> oh, yeah, but emotionally. So if you liked T2, I encourage you to give Before Sunset a watch. Watch Before Sunrise and then watch yeah. Before Sunset. Yeah. But yeah, just have like set aside two days, watch T Terminator 1 and Before Sunrise. <laughs> Together, yeah. And then Terminator 2 and Before Sunset. There yep, you go. There you go. You got a weekend plan. The emotional journeys of these characters. Yeah. You'll you'll really like it. Yep. Yeah. I love the helicopter stunts in Before Sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> that boat, that canal shit. So crazy. <laughs> There's a canal in both. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'll allow it. One's got water in it, one doesn't. <laughs> One's in Paris, but that's okay. <laughs> What about nice. you, Nick? Well, me. I am taking my, like... There's a lot of stuff in T2 that always sticks with me. There's a lot of the surrogate father stuff. There's mm. the normally, quote-unquote, safe job. That's actually the most terrifying thing in the world. Um, but that, like, in re- in reality, the movie is kind of drawing attention to these are not good people just because they say they're something, you know. That's, sure, okay. That's that's That doesn't mean that they're actually safe. You have to pay attention to what they're actually doing. Uh, and in terms of, like, 
experimental movie making of like we're gonna try out this thing that nobody's done before we're just gonna see if it works sure hope it does <laughs> if it crossed. doesn't then we're ruined um and in t2 it worked out in my movie it did not Uh-oh. i'm talking about uh the night of the hunter from 1955 oh shit by uh charles oh, lawton oh that's so good <laughs> that's a great one Okay. And just a little extra little bit of meta-ness is Robert Mitchum, who's who plays a murderous preacher, a serial killer preacher. What's the short here? In the Deep South, a serial killing preacher hunts two young children. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is virtually the same uh, thing we got going in here. And apparently the South part is accurate as well. Yeah, and like, I... Uh, originally paired when we did our episode on The Night of the Hunter. Go listen to our episode on The Night of the Hunter. I paired it with the first The Terminator. Oh, okay. So sure, sure. this is a bit of a cheat for me, but it's uh, literally, it matches up so well in my mind of like yeah. trying things nobody else had done before. Uh, telling a story purposefully meant to be like we are subverting the idea that like a preacher is safe. Literally this preacher comes to town. He is trying to be a surrogate father to this boy who hates him and sees he's a slimy uh, a creep. fraud, yeah. Uh, but he like marries into the family, and he's just after their money. Yeah. And when he the preacher kills the mother, the boy knows that and is like on the run. And it has some of the most incredible looking shots of all time. It is one of my very favorites for that reason. But it's such a terrifying thriller too. Of like, yeah. He like you will believe that Robert Mitchum is an evil goo man. Like it's it's <laughs> levels of he is not human. He, I think he, it, several times the children say, why doesn't he ever stop? Does he never sleep? Like never it's the same level yeah. of he is this inhuman force yeah. coming after us that we cannot escape. Yes. Yeah. No, 100%. Honestly, the T-1000 rocking up on his motorbike and <laughs> the preacher like riding over the hill on that black mm, horse are uh, the same type of like, oh, fuck, he found us. Like yeah. level of... Yeah, like just primal horror. Yeah, we thought things were bad, but now it's like they are like reality is breaking under yeah. our feet level of bad. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Mm. Disguising yourself as an authority figure to yep. gain trust because you know that those people are unimpeachable. Yep. Like they can't be questioned. They won't allow themselves and to be questioned. He is doing what he thinks is right. Like the the preacher's whole deal in Night of the Hunter is that he's he's killing people who he thinks have sinned. And yeah, so, he's he's bonkers. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's you you uh, you have your own status quo in your mind that you like. Yeah, I gotta keep this going. And yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's like almost exactly a one to one there, especially if you take Cameron's little a cab spiel into yep. effect, where it's like this guy, like he he hates the peoples that he's killing. He hates yeah. them so much. Like like you can see his teeth grinding when he's like looking at a victim and. It is that thing of like, well, you're lesser than me, so it's okay for me to kill you. Yeah. It's a real one-to-one. It literally, you are not human in my eyes. Yeah. Like, you don't deserve to go on. Yeah. So it's right for me. My my work is to rid the earth of you. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. That's a great one. I just, these are all just such great movies, too. Man, we did a good job this week. <laughs> my my thing feels like trash compared to no, your you're, like, I love this it. Is, this is really good. Like, yours is a great taking the theme, the mm-hmm. overarching idea of it. Like, here's how it's expressed in another way, which is the whole mine's reason so we're smart. here. smart. Mine's, like, a really yeah. smart And one. mine's like, hey, you like watching a robot chase a guy around? <laughs> Watch May Robert Mitchum do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a big hat, knuckle tattoos. Literally just sub in Robert Mitchum whenever. <laughs> it's always good. But yeah, uh, unfortunately it didn't work out for Night of the Hunter, so Charles Lawton was ruined. But uh, listen yeah. to our episode there for more about that. After you watch it, 
now that I've discussed it today. <laughs> you have your homework. Go yeah, for exactly. it. Assigned. <laughs> your next three days. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, that, I think that will do us for our discussion of Terminator 2 today. So uh, please follow so. us on Garbage Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, please. You can find uh, me at Dick R. Navis on Twitter. Aaron, where can the people find you? Uh, if they want to, I'm on Twitter as well at Macklebass. M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. And more than that, please uh, rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It does help us out to help other people find the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, because more people need to know that T2 is very similar to Before Sunrise. <laughs> or sunset. Before Sunset. If we could get that message out, I'll have done my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and please join us next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, Joel. Hasta la vista, baby.